Hey, thanks for joining us here on the New Adjuster Podcast. I'm Jeremiah Long, the head video producer here at CNC. We're interviewing a few of our adjusters and trainers, bringing you tons of insider tips and advice for becoming an adjuster, what it's like being deployed, and more. We hope these interviews will help you launch you further into your career as an adjuster. Also, be sure to check out our official YouTube channel at Catastrophe and National Claims. There you will be able to watch the full episodes and the shorter clips of these podcasts. I was actually going to ask, was there any time on your first deployment, a moment of where either one of you got really just overwhelmed, <laughs> thinking to yourself, I can't do this, it's not worth it? And if so, like, kind of what was it, and then how did you overcome it? Because obviously you both did, so, mm-hmm. which yeah. is great. Oh, yeah. So I feel I, like there would be. Yeah. Yeah, I will, I, I will say, I mean, yeah, even though I was overwhelmed, there wasn't about to be no, oh, I can't do this. I was going to find a way through. If anything, you know, if, if, if it gets to that point, just take pictures of everything. You know, I mean, if, yeah. you, if you really feel you can't do it, just take pictures of everything and you can bring it back to your uh, your support and they can help you, you know, kind of get through it. But, yeah, as far yeah. as just going out there saying you can't do it, I, 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 I don't do that. Yeah, I, I'd say uh, it was it was a moment where uh, my trainer uh, and see, that's the beautiful thing about working with CNC. You get trainers when you go out into mm-hmm. the field the first time. But um, when my, my I think we climbed, I think it was like a nine twelve pitch roof, oh. right? You know, now now that I've been on a few different roofs, like nine twelve is not that steep. But uh, we was up there, and he was like, "Man, he was like, you gonna have to get your roofing legs, man, because if you can't climb this, you're not gonna stay out here that long." And I, I'm literally up there, like, <laughs> I'm looking around, like, "Man, I don't want to die," you know, like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna fall." But and I saw him just walking around the roof like it like it's nothing. But it was at that that moment for me because I was like, "Man, you know, I." I like a challenge and I don't like to, I don't like failure. I don't like to fail. And so when he told me that, I was like, okay, because that was actually the last uh, inspection that he went out uh, with me on. And so after that, it was just like every, every time I come to a steep roof, I just remember what he said, like, Hey, you're going to go home if you can't, because this is your job to climb these roofs. Uh, And so it, you know, for a while there, I was kind of contending with heights and falling off roofs and stuff like that, which is, it should be in the back of everybody's mind, you know, not don't fall off this roof. But it's just a simple fact that your job is to inspect these these houses and everything. And so that that comes with it, getting on, you know, steep roofs and everything. So, yeah, yeah that was definitely a big one. Um, was there ever a point in you were just homesick or did you just tell yourself, you know, this is only temporary? Yeah. I'd be done. All the time. Homesick. Because you had a new one at home, right? I had, I had a little a, one. Yeah, a little one. Yeah. I, man, my, my son was born in May, late May, and I was deployed September. So, um, yeah, yeah it, it was times where I'm out there, you know, I'm Justin. And, and you know, you, you're there to do a job, um, but you also connect with the insurers that you're dealing with. And so just in having those conversations and, you know, oh, we, you get to talking about kids and then I'm like, I'm showing them my ch- my kid. I'm just like, and then you, I, like, I literally cried with, with one lady. Like, yeah, she was like, she's like, oh, he's so cute. This and that. I said, yeah, I'm, I'm out here for him. And like, you know, she, but you know something? I did not feel bad because you know why? Because I knew what I was there for and that was my motivating factor. But it, it will get to the point where you're like, you know, is this, is this what I need to be doing? Am I missing out? You know, am I, but you, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we're doing this to, you know, to better and further our families and stuff. So, right. Yeah. 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 yeah it definitely is. It's very easy to get homesick, you know, especially when you're somewhere far away um, and you can't necessarily just make that quick trip home. You know, for example, it just so happened that 
we were in Baton Rouge this time. And being that we're from Mobile, Baton Rouge to Mobile, that's two and a half hours away. So, I mean, even though this should have been the furthest thing from my mind, you know, I was able to, you know, get from Baton Rouge to Mobile just to go and say hello to the family, you know, provided that I was, you know, ahead on my claims, you know, everything was done. You know, I had that time to actually get away. You know, I, I could do that. But let's just say that, you know, I was in, um, you know, New York or something like that. Can't make that drive. So, yeah. thank it, goodness it, for technology nowadays, right? Yeah, right, yeah. yeah. You yeah. can FaceTime and everything. <clears throat> you know, a lot of people are going to say, oh, yeah, that's not necessarily the same as actually being there. But, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, homesickness, that's definitely one of those things. I mean, that, that, that is one of the uh, potential cons of being an adjuster. But at the same time, I mean, yeah. do the pros outweigh the cons? You know, are yeah. you doing what you need to do? Are you getting what you need to get, you know, from this job so that, you know, you can be happy in those times where yeah. you actually are? And you, you've got to be able to justify it, right? Like, yeah, I, like yeah. for so for instance, um, you know, me having a fiance, having a newborn. At first, you know, from her perspective, it wasn't justifiable. You need to be home with us, you know, the distance and everything. She wants some help with that baby. She wants yeah. some help, <laughs> and you know, postpartum deal, you know, emotions and everything. And it was very, very difficult, you know, communicating and all that kind of stuff. And I'm working twelve hours, seven days a week, and you know, knowing that there's nothing I can do. I'm here. I'm trying to, you know, make something happen, right? Luckily, uh, she's from Louisiana, from New Orleans, and she had family that I could stay with, right? And so there's that connection. Um, And then, uh, not only that, there was a situation where she was like, "Uh uh-uh, forget this. I'm coming down. (laughs) You know, (laughs) I'm coming down with you. And I was, you know, at, at first I was like, man, but, you know, I'm trying to focus. I'm trying to focus on work and everything. But it turned out to be the best thing ever because... You know, that work life balance. That work life balance. Yeah. yeah. I, I saw that, hey, I can do both. You know, I can do, I can have her here and still focus and, and prioritize work as well. And that kind of helped help my home. You know what I mean? Um, and not only that, once the deployment was over and I got a chance to show her, you know, that, that bank statement, yeah. it made it made it all worth it then, you know. Right. So. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, talking about, uh, you know, pros and cons, and, you know, you get homesick, you kind of get tired of being out, mm-hmm. and you saying you got to talk to the insureds. Yeah. Was there any ever a moment where it just takes a mental toll? Like, if you're, you know, dealing with people who have you know, had mm-hmm. major loss, you know, and so they may not be in a really good mental state, you know, right. either aggravated. I know customer service is a huge factor when it comes this to adjusting. It. Yeah. Um, how do you handle, you know, some, I'll probably be crying with insurance too. Like, oh my God, you know. Yeah. So how do you handle that aspect of the job? Like dealing with insurance who may they you know, be very upset or angry, mm-hmm. you know, because well, customer service mm-hmm. is huge. Yeah, uh, of course. You know, for me personally, I'd say, uh, you know, you kind of have to be able to detach yourself, you know, emotionally. I, and I hate to say it like that, but, you know, you are there to be professional. You are there to do a job. So it's kind of just like, yeah, you have to understand you're dealing with somebody who has just, you know, potentially just lost their entire house. But at the same time, you have to be the one. Hmm. Yeah, I you guess you want to empathize with them. Yeah, you yeah. want to yeah, empathize, but, but you still need to be, you know, solid. You know, you can't really yeah. just be breaking down. And, right. you know. That's why I'm not an adjuster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, me personally, you know, yeah. I feel that I'm pretty good for just, you know, being solid in a situation such as that. But at the same time, you know, you, you do have to, you know, be empathetic. And, you know, it's a fine line. It's a fine line. You just kind of have to be able to assess yeah. the situation and, you know, deal with it accordingly. 
Yeah, definitely got to remain professional. I know for yeah. me, um, coming coming out of law enforcement, I have dealt with a ton of, you know, very high stress situations, um, especially when it when it and it comes to you know someone losing a, losing a loved one, you know, just tragedies in general. And um, you know, one thing I've always learned is that you 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 treat people how you want to be treated. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times, I I took on the perspective of I'm gonna I'm gonna treat you like family. You know, and, you know, I, I'm very sorry for, you know, your loss in the in your property and everything like this. But I'm going to do everything I can to ensure that you get what you're owed. Um, and so usually when you when you um, handle insurers with that respect in that regard, um, you know, they, they usually, um, you know, they're, they're very appreciative. So, um, you know, but but at the same time, like we'll say, if you know you're a very emotional person and you get attached a lot to, you know, situations like that, then it is good to kind of create some kind of professional barrier yeah. there to right. protect yourself as well because, right. you, you know, you also have your own day-to-day stress that you got to deal with. Um, so you just have to know yourself and um, don't be afraid to uh, to talk to one another because you're going to be deployed on a team um, type deal. But, you know, you have, to, you have to be able to lean on people, you know, your community and everything like that. And so. Um, have you, have y'all had any experiences where you were on a, um, working a claim and you, you just kind of in hindsight, you're like, Ooh, don't do that again. Or have you, have you made any mistakes that you have learned from not to do? Uh, okay. I was about to say, I, I don't necessarily think I made any mistakes, but or, I will yeah, say mistakes, that I had to deal with, um, you know, an unhappy policyholder. You know, for example, uh, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the people out in Louisiana that were saying that, Oh, I, I've had, you know, a contractor come out here and tell me, Oh, I have a whole lot of roof damage. I need to have a, a new roof immediately. And it's just kind of like, well, okay, let's let's get up there and see what's actually going on. So I got up on top of this one guy's roof, and uh, he said, of course, you know, I had two contractors come out or whatever. I looked at his roof, and, you know, there's a there's a set of characteristics that I'm actually looking for that, you know, I have to be like, okay, well, this qualifies as damage. And those characteristics, you know, they weren't there on that roof. So I get down, and I tell him, I'm just like, well, you know, yeah, you do need a new roof, but unfortunately, um, <laughs> it, it, it's not going to be covered, you know, based on, you know, what yeah. we're looking at. Oh, man, that guy was livid. You know, uh, he immediately was just like, oh, you know, I'm going to sue. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. The guy even went as far as, you know, pulling his phone out and taking a picture of me. And I'm just kind of like, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. boy, so they're probably going to put me on social media or whatever. You definitely got to watch what yeah, you say yeah. around insurance. Um, yeah, but, I mean, I, I was just being straightforward and honest, you know, because yeah. it's just like, look, this is the expectation. The expectation was not met. You know, the policy is not a maintenance policy. This policy is, you know, for sudden and accidental damage, and that's not what this is. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, I was honest, and I wasn't wrong in what I said, but, you know, he was unhappy, and yeah, yeah, and yeah. some of the things that you got to deal with. De- dealing with insurers definitely take a certain certain element of finesse when it comes to yeah, uh, how, yeah. you, how you want to describe your findings uh-huh. and kind of describe what's, what's there. You know, you kind of... Like Will was saying, you you, you kind of want to stick to what the damages are, and mm-hmm. not necessarily what the, you know, yeah, your your roof needs to be replaced type deal, you know, because, you, you know, you, this is an industry where if you make promises, if you make statements, it can and will be used against you in the court. So I guess instead of saying, uh, you know, oh, okay, um, you know, a mistake, just make sure that you don't say stuff like that. If yeah. that makes sense, yeah, don't. Be overzealous. Don't um, you know, right. make any promises that you can't keep. You know, because yeah. I'll remember. Yeah, oh, yeah, they will. They will remember. Well, they will remember. That's yeah. and that's exactly what you get. Um, and just you know, just rolling into that, like I, you know, a lot of times 
you'll get claims uh, that other in, uh, adjusters have handled. And uh, and when you get there, you know, you're coming there with fresh eyes. You know, my right. job is to, you know, go back through this this inspection from, from the beginning to the end. And um, sometimes they'll be like, well, this adjuster said this. And, you know, and why can't I do that? He said, you know, I'm just like, he didn't tell you the right thing. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, you know, but you just have to be able to uh, manage and deal with uh, – with those insurers like that. Mm-hmm. So maintaining a professional, um, professionalism should definitely be a characteristic Absolutely. of having, you know, if you lose your cool easily, you need to get that in check before you go on. Absolutely. Appointment. Absolutely. Yeah. You shouldn't, you shouldn't be yelling and screaming with an insurer. Okay. About no, it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no. If anything, you know, let them scream at you and yeah. you just go on to your next place. Cause just, right. just like you said, it, this is a hundred percent customer. I actually, I didn't know just how much customer service, this was until I got here. Like I thought, you know, working at, you know, fast food and stuff like that was customer service. This is customer service service. to the max. And that's something that you cannot be taught. You cannot be taught that at all. Yeah. Because you're out there, you're talking to the insured or the policy holder. You're meeting with them face to face, right? Yep. Sometimes you meet their kids, you know, like, so you're meeting their whole family and you're coming into their space and, um, You've definitely got to be um, courteous and, and, and professional at all times. Right. Yeah. So what would you think are the biggest cons of getting into this profession versus like the pros of it? You know? Yeah. Um, I think, uh, you know, just the uncertainty of it all um, is, yeah. is probably the number one con um, because you don't know how long a deployment will last. Like, you know, me and Will's first deployment we got sent on um, – got canceled while we was en route up there. So we we're two days into a trip going up to Connecticut to PA and uh, we get turned around. Um, so that uncertainty. And then um, two, you know, if you don't invest enough time in your training and, and just have that adjuster mindset, when you get out there and get deployed, you're thinking that this is going to be, you know, the job for you and you got all these plans and you want to do this and want to do that. And then you get sent home two weeks in because you're just not, you're not keeping up. You know, so that that could be a huge con. So um, either that or the work just dries up. You know, that's one thing. Yeah. Um, you know, the work's not always consistent. And I will say, uh, you know, just from talking to people out in the street, you know, they'll be like, oh, you know, I, I did get my license to be an adjuster and everything. But, you know, um, I got tired of waiting or, you know, I got well, I, I didn't like the fact that, you know, I would only go to work for a week or two or maybe two months or three months or whatever. And then it's just like I'm sitting here, you know, waiting yeah. on my next opportunity. You know, I mean, that's probably one of the biggest cons, you know, just from hearing from other people, for one. But, I mean, even for myself, uh, you know, I mean, look, we just worked two months out in Baton Rouge. But, I mean, I'm working now, but it's not necessarily that same kind of work that I was doing out there. You know, I mean, I went from one type of pay to another type of pay, you know. <laughs> right. And, I mean, I mean, I'm glad to still be working but at mm-hmm. the same time, it's just like, well, I mean, I want to make that year round, but mm-hmm. you know, I mean, that's just not what it is. Yeah. Can't predict but storms. So right. I can't, can't get predict it. storms. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's all about what you make it. So yep. you know, to roll into the pros, it's um, man, the the you know, we 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 all in this business for money. You know, obviously, yep. you know, we, yeah. we we're not just doing this for free. But uh, the pros when, when you are out and deployed and you know you are making money and you you know how to budget and all that kind of stuff you can go you can do a lot you know you can do it you can make like for instance i made you know my set my salary as a police officer in two and a half months three months you know what i'm saying so it's like it's one of those deals where you know the pros is financial freedom Mm -hmm. um and then the ability to um 
to travel to see you know different parts of the United States. Yeah, every oh, yeah. man, these deployments are adventurous. That was one thing Absolutely. That I really <laughs> loved about you know uh, getting started into this. It felt like you know everything was an adventure. Every day was an adventure. You know it wasn't yeah. you know um, you know wake up and go to my desk like my first job was. Yeah. You know what I mean? Dude, I feel like I know Louisiana very intimately right oh, now. Man, like, no, I'm, just, I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> New Orleans, Baton Rouge, Lake Charles, all of it. You know it got I mean? to a point where I, I should stop using my GPS. Like, I just knew where I was. I, I said, I, how, how did I get here? I was like, I, I just knew. I didn't even use my GPS. Yeah. So you, right. you definitely get a chance to, to learn it. You know, different states, different areas, and everything, and, and yeah. what even even on our failed deployment to uh, to Connecticut. Oh yeah, man. Oh, so <laughs> man, let me tell you about that one. So you know, we were going all the way up to, to you know to Pennsylvania or whatever. We ended up stopping in North Carolina the night before because I mean we wanted to break up the drive. So you know, we kept driving the next day and we made it to uh, Washington D.C. And you know, that's when we got the call. It was just like, oh, okay, you guys, y'all you know, being turned around or whatever. Um, let me see. What time was it when we got that call? It was probably Dude, about it, like three o'clock. It was probably about three o'clock. Something yeah. like that. So it was just kind of like, well, what do we do now? <laughs> so we I was decided, like, let's, let's go get scooters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we got scooters and we just rode around DC. Basically, yeah. made it an adventure. You know, we even messed around and got lost because we had forgot yeah. where we parked our truck. Well, yeah, my truck and his car. It was what's just that, what's like, that show? Okay. Dude, where's my car? Like, so you know, we're all over at the Washington Monument. Um, what 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 else is out there? They had the Lincoln Memorial. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're yeah. just yeah. yeah, we was all over. We yeah, all over. we made it fun. You know, yeah. we're eating at uh, these nice restaurants. You know, trying new food. So so. So this biz, it gives you an opportunity to do things that you would never probably do. Because I had been planning to go to Washington, D.C. forever, but I was just like, I was scared. Never, <laughs> yeah, never got to go, but and, now, look, works into Yeah, the- yeah, right. exactly. And yeah. that's a great example of how you took something that could, some people would have looked at very negatively about this business. Oh, people did. Like, yeah, yeah. I've invested this money, I'm all, all the way up here, and now you're telling me I'm not going to work? Yeah. You yeah. know, I feel like that would, and I can... Y'all use that and be like, well, if we're mm-hmm. here, let's seize the moment. Yeah, let's just yeah. seize the Versus, moment. Versus, you know, just kind of yeah. head drop, you know, this isn't for me. Yeah. And right. then, then yeah. while so, we was up there playing, you know, CNC gave us another opportunity while we was up there. So yep. it's just one of those things where, um, you know, you just have to, like you said, seize every opportunity. Yeah. Don't don't just say no to anything. Stuff. You know, if somebody's offering you work or an opportunity to do something, then you do it. And I think that that would go back to what you originally said, do your research, you, you know, with this yeah. business, mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. no guarantee when you'll get deployed, That's right. how long you're going to be deployed. Yeah. And then, you know, I guess the pay structure, you know, that all factors into it too. Right. So it sounds like really there's more pros than there are cons, you know, as long as you have the work life balance, which right. you made work for you. Oh yeah. Absolutely. You know, and if, and here, and I'll say something else. I feel like the pros get better with time. You know, you also Absolutely. have to remember when you're new, you're just starting out. You know, you might not have the resources. You might not have, you know, the money, you know, to yep. do, you know, what these veteran adjusters are doing. Low man on the totem pole. Right, exactly. So it's <laughs> like, you know, let's say you get in, you know, five years and you're running day. Well, maybe not even five years, maybe a year or two. I mean, I, I don't know. It just depends. You know, but you get to that point where you can start doing daily claims. You don't have to wait on a deployment. You know, you have 20 licenses and you can go to Arizona Mm -hmm. or something like that. And you can do that kind of work. You know I mean? Since we're talking to new people, please realize, you know, (laughs) at the beginning, you know, it might not be the best, but well, I mean, I I don't even want to say it won't be the best. Just know that it gets better. Is there anything else I want to add to this or? Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, now that we've become, you know, you know, the unemployed to the employed, you know, uh, new adjusters not knowing which way to go to, you know, all right, we got a sense of direction here. Um, I had, I printed off, I, I was, 
my my thing is before you when you get into an um an industry, you want to always make sure that you're keeping up with in with what's going on within that industry and everything. And so I always try to figure out how I can be better and kind of what's you know, kind of what the expectation is for justice and everything. And I just, I, I was reading an article and I just wanted to share a little bit here. Um, and basically it's about uh, what uh, the Louisiana lawmakers uh, outlined, what their complaints were with insurance companies and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, because I feel like uh, as a justice, we should keep up with that kind of stuff. You know, what are the, not only what are the insurance saying, but what do the lawmakers think and then you know how is the insurance um business kind of adjusting to that um and i i I had here some of the responses were um that slow responses to damage claims uh was an issue you know constant switch up and you know this is their words constant switch up of insurance adjusters assessing the 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 damages you know and for new new adjusters what that means is is basically you know if you've got a swath of new adjusters that comes in that aren't prepared that hadn't done their training um, that don't necessarily know, you know, the business and, you know, what it, what it takes to, to really be a successful adjuster is where you get sent home two weeks in, okay, all your claims has to, has to go somewhere. Someone has to work those. And so that's where you see those, that constant switch up of adjusters. Um, and so, you know, and even to uh, low payment of claims, right. You know, you get, you know, people that come in that hadn't done training, don't know, you know, yeah, what's all damage, what, damage, what all goes yeah. into it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so you, you end up having to, make supplements and, or you may have just dissatisfied customers, right? This is a, this is a, a customer service business. So you want to make sure that, you know, you're, 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 for one, you're paying what you owe them because you are a professional adjuster and you have to go out and adjust that claim. Uh, but two, you know, you want to make sure that, you know, when you leave there, your customers are satisfied, you know, and that's also interesting because, you know, you're talking about the state of Louisiana who has just been, you know, ravaged by storms. That's you know, right. You have to remember, you know, they got hit by Laura. They got hit by Delta. Delta yeah. They got hit by Zeta. Yeah. What else did they get hit by? Back um, to back. Yeah, those those are three storms. But I, I want to say there was one more, but I can only think of those three. Yeah. And so and let me let me just let me just say this. So one of the one of the senators now, this is his own experience, right? Um, says he's been waiting 90 days to get a payment offer. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? And he, one of the things that he outlined was that just not knowing, you know, is, is worse than anything. You know, right. not knowing if he's going to get paid, not going to get paid. So that's why, and I just wanted to share that because. Now, is know, that from lack of the adjuster, like, touching base with him? Well, see, that's the, the thing. You know, it could be it could be anything, but um, as an adjuster, you want to make sure that this isn't you. This isn't on you, right? right? You know, you want to make sure that you know when you get, step into this this industry, this business, that you know you are, you know, doing doing the research, doing you know, getting the training, uh, coming out and actually sticking with it. You know, because you know these are people's lives um, that you're right. dealing with, and then not only that, the companies that you're working for, um, you know, they need you to be accountable. They need you to be there and professional. Um, because this this is a whole lot bigger than just you know a job that's going to pay you x amount of dollars you know to come out and work like this is this is serious business right because think about it let's say that had been you and your roof had been blown off you're going to want that twenty thousand dollars or whatever it may cost to get that roof put back on your house immediately you don't want to wait right. ninety days you don't want to wait ten days well I mean you might have to wait ten days but you know you don't want to wait you know yeah. you want yeah, that I'm money gonna, you want to know yeah. that okay I've got the security that you know my stuff will be repaired because you know that's another thing a lot of people were getting upset. You know, it's just kind of like, you know, I've been paying my insurance, you know, on time, you know, for mm-hmm. 30, 40 years. And now you can't get me my money. 
if you're giving me any money at all, right? You know, yeah. within you know this a lot of time frame. So yeah, yeah that's uh and very, and see that's very a, important. Yeah, that that's a good thing about CNC though yeah. altogether. Um, just as much training that that we put on here. Um, you know, I, I think that we you know obviously have a unique position with you know being you know a family ran firm that you know quality over quantity type deal. You know, right. we yeah. you know we want to be able to um, create an impact in in this in this industry. You know, unlike any other any other firm out there, um, where we're not getting these kind of complaints. You know what I mean? So oh, for sure, yeah, for sure. Well, I've definitely um, learned a lot. You know, from y'all's perspective, and you know, I hope everyone that listens, you know, has gotten some information. And I know there's still tons of you know topics out there that can be covered to you. You know, right, we only yeah. touched on field deployments. Yeah, you know, so handful. there's there's a vast variety of of things. Um, yeah, but I definitely appreciate y'all's time today and. We enjoyed oh, yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Enjoyed you, too. Yeah. All right. Hey, if you're a new adjuster out there, come to CNC. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>